Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the Dadcast, the show for you if you are a dad, if you're going to be a dad, or if you're still not sure which way you're going to vote in the EU referendum, as you've always been unsure on the whole stay-in, pull-out question. I'm Alex Perkins. And I'm Richard Mann. On the show today, we will be discussing Dad Dilemmas, Father's Day and Poomageddon. You are listening to the Perky and Mann Dadcast. So welcome to the Dadcast. First things first, Rich. How was your Portuguese holiday? Did you survive it? I did. It was absolutely fantastic. It was a lovely, lovely holiday. I wouldn't say too relaxing because obviously two children, but it was beautiful where we were staying. It's funny because we were staying in a place that was on a website called Tots to Travel, which are child friendly holidays. As I said, it was an absolutely beautiful place, but not that friendly for children there's a gate to the swimming pool so you could stop the child going into the swimming pool which was fine but when you were in the swimming pool you could essentially sort of walk off the side and and just plumb it so we're always on sort of tenter hooks and also in the actual villa there was or outside the villa there were paths going down to a little garden area which was great but you've got these steps that certainly georgia could just plummet off of so <laughs> that's such a shame because it seems like a great idea having a, a website for holidays that are children friendly because that's a, such a massive thing. And so many people are going on holiday with kids that you think there's such a good market for that. But obviously this company hasn't quite done it right. I, I think it's I think maybe some of their others would be perfect. And as I said, it was it was beautiful. But this actual villa had just a few issues where you think maybe if they were five plus and you'd got slightly older children, but younger children, it's just too much, really. But there was also a trampoline where the girls could go and play, and it was just up a little bit, um, set aside from everything else, which was great. But yet again, they wanted to keep going up there, which meant one of us going up there with them. But it was a beautiful holiday, lots of sun, and, and it you know, lots of alcohol, which was lovely. What about yours? Well, ours was, was really nice as well. We went on holiday with uh, another couple and their three kids, so one-year-old twins and a four-year-old boy and I mean it was as manic as we'd imagine the place was gorgeous it was Bexhill on sea and it was this house like right on the beach basically the back of the garden you could walk out across a public footpath and then you're on the stony beach which was you know ideal we had to make makeshift fences out of sun loungers to stop you know the kids from sort of like wandering off by themselves but it was um it was great. I did realise one thing, though, because I thought there's going to be four grown-ups and there's going to be four kids. So it's it's going to be quite manic. But then I realised that if you had more than one kid, if you were entertaining more than one kid, then that kind of freed up someone else to do something. So <laughs> so I felt like, oh, okay, if I can play with two or three kids at least, then someone else can be cooking food. And so I felt like I had the easier job. And then conversely, if I was like cooking food, then I felt like, oh, for this moment, I'm not looking after any kids. So I felt like I had the easier job. So it was kind of nice because you kind of expect that you're going to be constantly trying to do loads of things at once. But actually, you can kind of job share. On the last day when we had to kind of pack up, because it was an Airbnb, we had to kind of have a good old sort of clean up and get the place looking nice and stuff. And I thought, I'm going to take all four kids out with me so Matilda's nine months one-year-old twins and this four-year-old boy so it was like double buggy for the twins 
my baby carrier for for Matilda. And then, you know, Leo with good words trying to kind of coax him to not run away. But it was good. It allowed everyone else to have a good tidy up. Um, But yeah, really nice, really nice. Lovely weather. Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. We made a bit of a mistake on day two because we'd gone to the supermarket to pick up some, you know, some food. And we, Rachel and I had bought some wine for the week. And between the four of us, we drank all of that wine and a magnum of champagne that they'd brought with them and a bottle of wine that the lady had left. I mean, I can't believe the amount we drank. The next day was tough. The next day was really tough. (laughs) So there's four parents with four children and a lot of alcohol. That's normal, though, isn't it? It's good. It's good. It's it's what it should be about, really. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Now, Father's Day is, is coming up. If you're listening to this podcast you know, in the day or two after it's been launched. Um, it's my first Father's Day. But Rich, you've had a few. What what kind of things have happened to you on Father's Day? What should I expect? Or should I expect anything? <laughs> yeah, I get, well, as I suppose expect expect nothing. And then you can always be pleasantly surprised. I think this is actually my first that I've not been working. Because oh, nice. I've been working. Yeah, I've been working pretty much every Sunday. Well, I have. So um, so I think that the thing is, obviously, with Father's Day, is it is commercial. It's a bit like mothering. Sunday has become Mother's Day. It's, it's all got very commercial. I'm almost turning into my dad a bit, whereas my dad, you'd say to him, what do you want for your birthday or Christmas? And you'd say, I just want everyone to be happy. And as a child, you think, oh, that's just so boring. And now it's thinking... <laughs> Actually, I just want to hang out with them. You know, I don't. A barbecue would be great if we could have a barbecue. In fact, we will have a barbecue. Whatever the weather, we'll have a barbecue and uh, and just spend a bit of time together. Because I think as soon as you decide to go out for a meal somewhere, everybody's thinking about it. Everyone's doing a deal, aren't they? Everyone's everyone's got some sort of I don't know, children eat for free or whatever. A pint of Stella you, for dad. Yeah, yeah. And we we actually we 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 try to go out for Mothering Sunday uh, with my sister. And my my niece and we we hit upon I think we went to three places to try to get breakfast and they were all absolutely full and you just think well what are we doing what are we doing so I think for Father's Day chill out spend some time away from everyone else or not sorry uh, not away from everyone else but away from you know sort of commercial stuff yeah have a Barbie uh, and just have a good time really I think that's the main thing you're, it's a bit like Valentine's Day isn't it where if you do go out somewhere then you're in the just in a big crowd of people all trying to do the same thing and everyone's sort of looking over at everyone else trying to work out who's having the best fun and who's not having a good time exactly yeah I, I just don't think there's any need for it I think it it should be a time where you think well actually we'll, we'll put the time away and spend some time as a family and as I say for me it'll probably be the first Sunday I've actually done that with the children so a barbecue that's what I would suggest for you a barbecue nice nice okay that's really good that's really good Baby talk, but not baby talk, with Perky and Man. So Phoebe, my eldest, said to me that when she grows up, she wants to be an acting person in shows. <laughs> what have I done? I said, w- w- really? Do you know what that means? And she said, yes, I want to, I want to do acting. And I said, no, no, get a proper job. Do anything. Don't do acting. But of course she's going to do like her dad does. So so of course she's going to yeah be inspired by her dad's career. So of course she's <sighs> going to do that. The thing is, I'm kind of vehemently against her going to any kind of drama, acting, music, dancing club, of which I've certainly taught on many over the years. But I don't want her to go to any because I don't want to. I don't want her to. Uh, well, I don't want to sort of promote it really. But even is that being a bad parent? Then stopping them doing something. Not sure. Oh, the tricky thing is, if you, if they really want to do something and you try to stop them from doing it, then that's going to make them want to do it even more, isn't it? 
I know. And in a way, stopping being creative, because, you know, singing, dancing, acting, it's all very silly. Really silly if you decide to make a career out of it. But as a, as a child, it's, it should be fun. It's just the fact that she said it to me and I thought, oh, no, where See, has I, that come from? So what you need to do, you need to find the local club that's the worst one and has got the biggest bullies in it so that she yeah. goes along to that. And she because when I was young, I, I went to a couple of youth groups um, for drama and the I, I nearly didn't go into acting because the other kids really put me off and it was only the fact that i was then also doing the local grown-up amdram as well and i was the kid in that group that i was encouraged to do it because if i'd just gone to the kind of youth group oh i would not have done it it was horrible <laughs> other kids are horrible <laughs> well, maybe that's a, that's, that's a good way of dealing with it find the worst group with the oldest nastiest kids <laughs> and she will never go interacted at all the perky and man dadcast holding your hand and getting you to push through the first few years of fatherhood. So we're going to officially get into our next part, which is, well, originally I called it 21st century modern man middle class dilemmas, which is a bit too convoluted and I actually don't think completely true. So I'm just going to call it man dilemmas and it could be man with two ends because it could just be me. I think we could have millions of these and we can go on for the next 50 years, but we'll start off with three. Bribing. When is it good to bribe your child with, say, a magazine or, or chocolate? Um, at the moment, Phoebe's not going to bed on time. So we're saying if you've spent five nights in bed going when we tell you to, then you she wanted a, a basket for her bike. So we said, we'll get you a basket. At the moment, she's done two nights. Last night was pretty bad because she woke up again and then wanted to eat cheese. Uh, <laughs> and then eventually we got her to sleep about half nine. But I guess the the deal still goes on. Otherwise you won't understand it what do you where, where do you sit on bribing Perky? oh it's so tricky because there's been occasions with matilda already where we kind of think she's got these kind of biscuits these surfboard shaped biscuits that she likes and every now and again it's like let's get one of those out just to kind of keep her quiet my personal opinion is it's fine as long as you're really clear about the rules because i've seen it before where people bribe someone with something if they do a certain thing and then they don't do that thing but then they get the bribe anyway Mm, and then it just gets a bit messy and then what's the next step also i was doing a commercial once with some kids and the mum was bribing the kids with sweets and it was messy it was so messy because the kids were having a bit of a, a meltdown because they were tired and because it was this alien concept this you know acting in front of a big crew a big room of people and the mum kept on giving them sweets when they were when they were tired and getting a bit ratty so they'd have like five minutes of being amazing and then they'd get even more ratty when they had the sugar crash and this kind of went on for about an hour until the mum turned around and said that's it someone's gonna have to go and get them some mcdonald's and it was like oh no no. so we had to stop everything i know it was horrible we had to stop Uh, everything and someone had to go and buy them chicken nuggets so they could sit down eat the chicken nuggets and so again they were happy for five minutes before they had another crash so i it's tricky i i think you've got to be very not tight with it but i don't give too much as a bribe okay so perky man dadcast say a bribe in moderation and stick to the rules once you've made them yes absolutely okay i've got another one okay you're at a petrol station. You have got Tilly in the car. Yeah. She's asleep. There's a little bit of a queue. You're probably going to be in there about five minutes. Do you leave her in the car and keep glancing out? Rach is not there. It's just you. Do you know what? We've, we've actually had this discussion. We've actually had this discussion because I went to the petrol station and as I was pulling up, I suddenly thought, oh my 
God, I haven't thought this through. For us, there's a different option, and that is pay at pump. Pay at pump is the best thing in the world. Oh, pay yeah, at yeah. pump is the best thing in the world. However, there has been times before Matilda where we've got to the petrol station and pay at pump hasn't been working. And I think... You've I, left Rach in the car, unattended. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you know what? I think I, I, I would I would take her with me, even though she's asleep. I'd, I'd probably take the, the seat in with me. I've done it once. How was it? both of them in the car. I just ran. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it's just going to be too much hassle. The thing is, the, uh, the alarm went off because Phoebe moved loads and I'd forgotten it got a sensor in there. <laughs> so the alarm went off. And then she started crying. Was she it? woke George up. George was confused. Not crying, but it was just like, oh, it was, well, that was not really worth it, was it? <laughs> so your, your car's got a bad dad alarm, yeah? <laughs> yeah, it has, yeah. I, did, I didn't even know it had a sensor alarm. It's like, what the hell is that? <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Oh, no, it's my car. There's my daughter crying. And then she was going, Daddy, why did you leave me? I was thinking, oh, I didn't mean to leave. I tried to do it because, because, because you know. Oh. Would you do it again? So I felt. Or not? I probably would, but um, I need to find out if I can get the alarm. No, I probably won't. <laughs> I'll, look for, I'll look for a pay at the pump. I like that the problem is the, the alarm. You know what I mean? It's like, if I can deactivate the alarm, then it's fine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because the alarm won't go off. She won't cry. Da, da, da. Nice. Okay, so yet again, in moderate, but probably not. Probably so not. Poss- I'd say probably not. Probably not yeah. on this. Okay, I've got one last one. This is a little bit more silly, really. Okay. But this happened last week. Phoebe came back from Busy Bee's nursery, and she was singing, It's a hard knock. It's a hard knock. It's a hard knock. <laughs> and I said, Phoebe, what are you singing? She said, It's a hard knock. I said, Oh, do you mean it's a hard knock life? And she said, Yes. And then I thought, Actually, I could tell her the rest of it. But... It's not only a piece of musical theatre that she's singing, which fundamentally I'm quite against her doing that. (laughs) It's also from Annie, which is possibly one of the worst musicals ever written. It was my stage debut. My stage debut. I mean, do you want to admit that? I mean, this is a conversation for another time. I should be helping her and saying it's from Annie and it's this and it's that. Um, And then I could do a bit of coaching. Uh, I could, could <laughs> bit of vocal coaching, get get to do the harmonies, get maybe on Britain's Got out. Talent, yeah, yeah. Oh my! But I didn't. I just uh, I changed the conversation and uh, left her. It, it left her basically not knowing any more about where it's come from, what it's about, uh, or indeed uh, anything to do with musicals or musical theatre. What do you think? Where do you stand? She's not my daughter, so I'm not going to be stuck with the consequences. However. <laughs> I would want to encourage her. I would want to uh, to, to teach her the, the words and teach her about the show. I mean, we've got a daughter called Matilda, and we're hoping that Matilda, the show, is still on in five years' time when she's old enough to play the part. So we're kind of the opposite side. We're kind of wanting to encourage her to do stuff like that. So uh, it's tricky. I think, I think you've got to teach her the words. Encourage her. Tell her about it. Tell her about the show. She can go back to the other kids. She can impress them. She can be the hero. She can star in Annie next time it's on. Dire You're right, Ginger. You, you are the better person, the bigger person, and and I'm I'm not on this occasion. I know it. A good thing though, she did uh, grab Soph's phone and put something on from from YouTube on a sort of playlist or whatever. And um, the beginning started, and we're like, oh, this is November Rain. And Phoebe said, it's Guns and Roses. And we were like, yeah, nice. she knows Guns and Roses, November Rain. That's so, good. Uh, so that see maybe I just need to sway her in more into the rock and roll, but but she's going to pick up musicals and 
yeah. stuff like that from from okay so, yeah, so, so, so when she says what's this song you know it's a hard knock you go it's a hard knock paradise city and try to sort of blend it into that one <laughs> so pokemon official advice is what we should do is we should be encouraging but maybe it maybe if it's like me we should also encourage other tastes of music so there's a good mix i guess yeah encourage everything so encourage the thing that she's interested in but then find something that you deem to be better and encourage her to that as well and hopefully she'll realize that the <laughs> other like thing one is better up, one upmanship music <laughs> yeah, this is good yeah. but it's not as good as this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> your baby may be at risk if you follow any advice given by perky or man we post loads of things on Twitter and Facebook over the weeks uh, when we're not doing the show and it's definitely worth checking out. There's loads of stuff that we don't actually mention on air as well, such as there was a great video of a Scottish man explaining to his daughter that she's not getting a boyfriend and is going to devote her life to Jesus instead. A prank idea from at Roll Diggity for new parents. One, take pictures of you pulling baby out of a spacecraft in the forest. Two, Hide pictures in the attic for the child to find when he's ten. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, there's a toddlerography video with James Corden and Gwyneth Paltrow where they get the kid, who's very, very little, to do a bit of aerobics and they have to copy exactly what the baby does. It's very, very funny. Loads of dad hacks, including one from at Lad Baby Official explaining how to use the scales at Asda to weigh your baby if you're out at work when the health visitor would normally be doing it. And there's a whole bunch of videos of children reacting really badly to the news that they're getting another sibling. It's very, very funny. <laughs> Check it out at Dadcast UK on Twitter and at facebook.com forward slash Dadcast UK. Talking nappies, talking crap. The Perky and Man Dadcast. We now return back to Poomageddon, which we started a few weeks ago. And to be honest, there are probably too many poo stories that we could talk about. So uh, we'll we'll just handpick, <laughs> so to speak, a few. OK, Perky, you've got one, haven't you? Yeah, I had one. It was quite early on with Matilda. She must have only been about maybe six weeks old. And we'd gone out to Walton for lunch and we were sitting in this pub and I took Matilda into the disabled toilets to change her bum I thought she'd had a poo and I took her nappy off when she was on she was on the change mat on the uh, in the disabled toilets you know the little fold down mat and took her nappy off and there was a tiny little bit of poo and I thought oh that's that's all right that's not bad and with that suddenly there was an expulsion <laughs> of a big arc. And I just jumped out the way in time. <laughs> but it went all down the side of the mat, all over the floor. It was it was carnage. There was loads. But it was just this arc that came right at me and I jumped out of the way. And so I had to sort of like clean her up as much as I could, put her clothes sort of like half back on, took her out to Rachel and just went... I'm going to be five minutes and went back in and, and cleaned it. And there was another one as well. I, I just remembered as well where I, I was kind of similar thing on the edge of the bed, giving her a little clean. And she had a little, um, a little trump, shall we say? And I swear I felt a fleck on my eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not nice. Oh, that's great. Oh, I love it. Um, so Phoebe has been, uh, when going to the toilet, she's been calling us in. And then saying, it's really big. And she started to, to, to then give it, sort of give them names. I don't mean, I mean <laughs> names to what they look like. Right. And a couple of weeks ago, she said, look, it's a dinosaur. And it, I, I've got to admit, 
I didn't take a photo because I just di- I just didn't want to take a photo of it. But it looked like a dinosaur. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. So there we go. Diplopicus. Oh, that's a good name. That is a good name. <laughs> yeah, that is a really good name. And very briefly, our friend, our good friend, Lee Bright, who I know listens to the dad cast. Hello, Lee. Hello, Lee. His son, Jack. A couple of years ago, he swallowed a plum stone. And they had to, I think I'm getting this right, they, they had to go to hospital, obviously, um, and essentially wait for the plum stone to come out. <laughs> constantly checking turds yeah Ow. i'll actually have to get we'll get lee to 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 write the story down or maybe record it because it's a good story and quite scary really but when he told me after the event obviously you know it's everything's fine but yeah that's quite a poo story when you're waiting for something to come out yeah do we I, know if it came out it was fine it was absolutely fine yeah jack was absolutely fine but okay. um i guess there's that moment that you go my god swallowed a plum stone or swallowed anything like that oh, but we'll amazing. get lee to we'll get lee to to write that one down definitely so, and and we will and we will have lots more Pumageddon stories in future episodes. Definitely. If you've got any of your own, then please do get in contact and let us know. And also, if you've got any friends that you think might benefit from the Dadcast, either now or in the future, then let them know. Because basically, we're running out of space on the place that hosts this podcast. And so we're going to have to start dropping the early episodes. So if you subscribe now and get your friends to subscribe now, they can get these episodes, keep them forever but they won't be up online forever because we are going to start dropping some. So do that now. Um, Rich, have you got a, a QI fact before we go? I have indeed. A newborn baby sucks in air with 50 times the power of an adult. Wow. How Which, is that possible? Well, I guess I was thinking about this and maybe obviously you've been uh, in the womb for, for nine months and you know that first breath of fresh air is why a child cries because you've got this cool air suddenly you know filling the lungs and i guess there's something to do with the capacity there of just you know taking in that and getting used to breathing wow but i but also if you think about how much of a baby can cry and not damage their voice yeah. you know maybe babies do not have sore throats so um because they know how to use their support system they they essentially they know how to to, to breathe they know how to to sit properly when they can sit um so I guess it's something, but that's quite a f- phenomenal, isn't it? Fifty times, 50 the, times. the power of now. It'd be good if you could sort of harness that in some way. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know quite how. Yeah, yeah. But, but you know, that's quite phenomenal, really. It is phenomenal. So basically, what you're saying is, young people such as your daughter have actually got the perfect lung capacity. They've got the perfect throat. They should really go into something like singing or acting. Or <laughs> oh, all right, all right, all right. When I see her tonight, I'm going to say, "Listen, Phoebe, I'm going to sit you down. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you something, and then I'll, then I'll tell her about musical theatre." <laughs> amazing, amazing. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Remember, subscribe, download all the episodes you can because they ain't going to be there forever. And we will see you very, very soon. See you later, Rich. Bye. Subscribe to the Perkin Man Dadcast on iTunes and get more of this sort of informed discussion whenever they get round to recording the next one. Get in contact by emailing dadcastuk at gmail.com, by tweeting at dadcastuk, or by visiting facebook.com forward slash dadcastuk.